Well, Lent has gotten off to an early start this year. Um, as priests, we usually have our to-do list of projects that we like to get done between the end of the Christmas season and the beginning of the Lent season. And, well, let's just say not much of that happened this year. But about half a week later, after Ash Wednesday, it's good for us to kind of take a moment and say, well, where are we? And maybe a stranger question for us to ask is, so are we enjoying Lent? Does that seem a little bit odd to kind of ask? But this season, this time of Lent is given to us as a gift. It's given to us as a time of preparation for Easter, absolutely. But in this time of preparation, it's a time in which we walk very closely with the Lord. In our second reading, we hear that the word is near you, in your hearts. That's Jesus. That's God himself who's with us, who's near us. And as we read and encounter the gospel passage today of the temptations of our Lord in the desert, perhaps we should think about it this way. Isn't it kind of a relief to know that Jesus experienced temptations as well, that Jesus was tempted? I mean, it's pretty clear in most of our lives that we've all been tempted at least once today in the last 10 minutes. But as we recognize that there are temptations that happen in our time and in our world, Jesus himself experienced them, and he understands them. For Jesus is like us in all things but sin. So he, didn't, he never fell to the temptations. But in experiencing them, he then experiences an awful lot of some of the moments that we experience in our own lives as well. In the first temptation, when the devil tells him to take the stone and make it into bread, he's God. He has the ability to do it. But the temptation is, am I going to provide for myself or am I going to let the Lord provide for me? Do I need to have a storehouse or a warehouse of things that are mine for me in case God doesn't show up, in case God doesn't take care of me? Or am I willing to let the Lord be the one who leads and guides, who will provide, that there will be food, that there will be our needs met, to be able to entrust that to him and to let him be the one that will do that for us. I'm always reminded back when I was a kid, although some of you think I'm still a kid, right around the year 2000 when people thought that the world was going to end because computers all had two digits for dates. And people went to the store and they bought months worth of supplies of food that they could store, water that they could hang on to, just in case everything went crazy. 
And you know, when we heard that the snowstorm was coming, if you wandered into Hy-Vee, you might have been mobbed if you tried to reach for something that somebody else was going for. We wanted to make sure there was food to last us a week, just in case we didn't get the roads clear, just in case we couldn't get out. We wanted to make sure that we were provided for. And we recognize that that temptation towards self-reliance is something that we are then given the opportunity to give back to the Lord, to recognize that the Lord is the one who is Lord, that he's the one who is the king. In our second temptation today, we encounter the temptation of power and authority, of influence, of looking and saying that if I had this power, if I had this authority, Think of all of the things that I could do. And I could do an awful lot of good things. You know, or I could do a lot of things that benefited and served me. That's always the temptation with power and authority. But to recognize that those kingdoms, those places, that entire world is governed by God governed by him and not by me. It's under his control and not mine. And that if I share in some way, shape, or form in the authority that he gives me to lead, it's not so that I become that big deal, that I become Mr. Important, but that the Lord is willing, that the Lord desires to entrust to me some care, some way in which his plan of work, of salvation and redemption can take place in this place or outside in the world, at our workplaces, or in our lives and our families at home. That the power and authority that we are given is not something that we take because we merit it and because we make it, we make ourselves justified in the eyes of the world to have power and authority but that we let the Lord entrust that to us. We let the Lord allow us to share in the power and the reigning and authority that he has. The devil's power, as he tempts the Lord Jesus, is really an illusion and a manipulation. And to see that God as the one who does have the authority to reign, to rule. It's not something, it's a temptation for Jesus to not be true to who he is, being both God and man. It's a temptation for him to make himself not be consistent, to not be who it is that he's called to be, to become, to take a sort of level of authority that was not meant to be his in that way. Jesus was called to reign on the cross, and that's where his power and authority became manifest. And in the third temptation today, we see that Jesus is tempted to show, to reveal who it is, to reveal in a very public way the truth of who he is as Son of God. That by jumping off of the temple parapet, angels would appear to grab him, people would see and recognize that he, he was God 
which was part of his mission to bring about salvation and redemption. But it would be distracting for him to do that from the way in which God seeks to work, seeks to reach out and bring about his change in our hearts and lives. He does that a person at a time, a moment at a time. And so for us, the temptation when we receive that is one in which we can often be tempted to make ourselves big, to make ourselves seem really important, to make ourselves look really good. You know, I mean, part of that's every time we've ever had to fill out a job application or put together a resume, part of that is noting and saying all of the good things that there are about us. We're supposed to tell somebody that we are the big deal, that we are really important, that we are the right person for a position, a time, and a job. But in this case, what's happening here is that we're invited to recognize that our lives can witness and mirror and be a reflection of God's love, of God's grace, of God's peace. And that that, that God shining through us is gonna be a greater presence in the world than anything that we could contrive or come up with on our own. So to let God shine through us, which comes to us through humility rather than through arrogance and pride. So as we encounter these temptations, the same temptations that Jesus, our Lord and Savior, experienced in the desert, as we see these today, part of of what we recognize is that the Lord desires us to experience freedom in these areas, that the Lord's redeeming love which is what allowed him to conquer temptation in this moment, in this time, in this place, also is extended and given to us as well. So where we've fallen, where we've sinned, where we've made ourselves large, big, and important in place of God, rather than as a reflection of God, we're given that chance then to make ourselves humble again, to go to the sacrament of reconciliation, to be renewed, so that this time of walking with the Lord we can enjoy, that this time of being with the Lord in this intense time of these 40 days can bring us joy, can renew us in the love that's meant to be experienced for us in this church season. An early Lent also means an early Easter. And the 40 days of preparation are followed by 50 days of celebration. There's something that's just downright Catholic about it. But for us to recognize that this time of preparation is itself a gift, that we don't miss it, that we don't get ourselves wrapped up in perhaps the the finite details of what we're going to do and how Lent can be our self-improvement project, but instead to see how it is that the Lord continues his redeeming love in his walking and accompanying us in these days, to take time to notice. That becomes the heart of renewal that happens for us in this season. That becomes the way in which our lives then become that offering entrusted to the Lord on the cross that becomes redeemed, that becomes raised at the resurrection of God the resurrection of our Savior. Amen.